0: I want to introduce our speaker. Can I? Yeah, absolutely. My baby brother who I love so, so much. Would you make welcome Chuck? I want to say make welcome Chuck. That's who he is. Chuck, we love you, Chuck. Y'all just thought he could play the bass, but he's fixing to bring some words. Let's go, in Jesus' name. All right. I need to know who I'm standing in front of. Who showed up here today knowing God had a word for you? All right. You showed up here today knowing that God, that's how it works. The way it works is the worship service is all about him. That's what he showed up for was for the worship. You showed up for the word. So this word is for you. It ain't for anyone else. It's for you. All right? Come on, one more time. Let's clap our hands real quick. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I definitely am grateful. This is a big honor to be able to come up here and to be asked to to speak in front of such a great group. It's a really, really big deal, so I'm very, very honored to be here. Thank you, Jeremy and Bree, Pastor Jeremy and Bree, for asking me. I think that it, it's a big deal when you stand behind this pulpit and you, or this, this podium and you get to know all the people that have been here before. I've been going to this church for 40 years and there's been a lot of people that have stood up here. My father's been up here, my grandfather. So there's been so many for me to get a chance to speak to you guys today. It really is a big deal. So thank you so very much. You can put on the board Luke chapter 24, verse 45. It's very important in my understanding of the word of God, that the Lord opens your understanding. So Luke chapter 24 and 45, the Bible says that Jesus opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, okay? The scriptures are so powerful, however, we do not go into to the, to the Bible days and experience exactly what they experienced the same way they experienced. However, what they experienced in the Bible, when our eyes are opened up to it, we can apply that experience in the Bible to our lives today. So everyone say this after me. Say, Lord, open my understanding. Let me see how what happened to them can help me today. In Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. All throughout the Bible, there's been many, many happenings. And the happenings that I'm going to focus on today are happenings with water. I want you to put 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20 on the board. And at the very, very end of that scripture, and this is talking about Noah. In the very end of that scripture, it says, Eight souls were saved by water. Okay, that's not the text of what I'm going to talk about. But I want you to get the idea that all throughout the Bible, there are happenings where water was involved. All right. Uh, Exodus chapter two. I don't have that scripture, but in Exodus chapter two, they took baby Moses. They put baby Moses in bulrushes. It was a basket. His mother laid him in the Nile River. All right. It was water was involved in that story. And then, if you know the story of Moses, we're going to get to it here in a little bit. But the story of Moses, there was some big water that was involved, all right? There's water throughout the the word of God constantly being used. In the New Testament, he talks about, Jesus said to them, he said, whoever drinks of this water may thirst again, but whoever drinks of the living water will never thirst again. So all throughout the Bible. So the title of my sermon today is going to be Above the Water, between the water, and under the water. All right? Above the water, between the water, and we're going to go under the water. So starting out on above the water, everyone knows, and I believe my cousin Kelsey spoke of this. I wasn't at the Fight Time conference when she spoke, but I think she talked about Jesus walking on, and Peter walking on the water. So that right there starts this year off. Cove Ladies Conference, and we've already heard about Peter walking on the water. Peter was a follower of Jesus. He was a disciple of Jesus. And he said, Jesus, what will you have us to do? And Jesus told the disciples that were with Peter, said, hey, I want you to get in the boat. And I want you to go out. And I want you to go about three miles out onto the water. And when you get out there, don't worry. I'm going to go. And I'm going to go up into the mountain. And I'm going to pray. As Jesus began to go up into the mountain and pray, believe it or not, Jesus sent those disciples onto the water where a storm was brewing. So you mean to tell me that in my own life today when my eyes are opened up, that my Heavenly Father, my Jesus Christ can send me somewhere, and when I get there, there might be a storm waiting on me? Absolutely. But let me tell you what he did. He told Peter, he said, go three miles out, and just, just do what I tell you to do. And so Peter's out there, and the boat begins to rock. It begins to shake. It begins to get to the point where he was absolutely afraid. In your life, right now, if you have anything at all that's scaring you, that worries you, that makes you feel that you're afraid, no matter what it is, I'm going to tell you, at that moment in time, Peter thought Jesus was up in the mountain. But little did he know when he looked out, he didn't even realize even what he saw. But he heard the voice of Jesus. And he said this. He said, Jesus, if that's you out there, please invite me to come see you. In your walk with God, everyone in this room, there's no doubt in my mind that you know Jesus. You know Jesus just like Peter knew Jesus. You're listening to what he's telling you to do. You're doing the things that he's telling you to do. And you find yourself, whether you're a one-year into this church, whether you're one day, whether you're 10 years, whether you're 50 years, you're facing a storm. And right now, all you're needing to feel is an invitation for Jesus to invite you to come out to you. If you need that invitation, I know I can tell you I've been going to this church for 40 years, and I've had that moment where I've said, Jesus, Please invite me to come out to you. And oh, when he did, I stepped out. And when you step out of the boat, you're going to absolutely walk on the very thing that's trying to destroy your life. When you step out of the boat, Peter stepped out, walked on the water, and when he walked on the water, Jesus began to invite him. Come on. He was in a boat now he's on the water, and everybody knows the rest of the story. I'm not going to go into it. He goes down under, and then he looks his, he puts his eyes back on Jesus, and Jesus says, the Bible says he lifted, he, re, he put his hand, and Peter lifted his hand, and Jesus picked him back up. So my point is, keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But the point of that is, if you need to feel an invitation today, yeah. we're going to make time for you to be able to say, Lord, if that's you, I feel. If that's you, yeah. that you are calling my name Please invite me to come out to you. All right, everybody say, I'm ready to jump out of the boat. I'm ready to jump out of the boat. Okay. Your jumping out of the boat or your stepping out of the boat moment can be the biggest accomplishment you have ever had in your walk with Christ. That moment where you step out of the boat, you get out of your current situation, you step out into what seems like even worse circumstances, but you have the faith in Jesus Christ that he's going to let you walk on top of the very thing that's trying to destroy your life can be the biggest turning point in your entire life, in your entire walk. I know my grandfather, my grandfather, who was the founder of this church at his moment that he stepped out of the boat, it, it, it has affected in such a positive way the next generation generation. And then now it's affecting my generation, and it's affecting four generations. And when Bryce and Lexi have children, it'll affect the fifth generation. All right. So we are in a place where that moment—it could happen for you today, of you stepping out of the boat. What does that stepping out of the boat moment look like? It looks like this. Psalms forty-seven and one says, "Clap your hands." And we're going to start simple. Clap your hands all you people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. If you have never clapped your hands, and believe it or not, there are people that have never clapped their hands in a worship service. Not here at Covenant, but <laughs> to go simple, you're stepping out of the boat moment. It could have been last month. It could, been, it could have been last year. It could have been the first time you come to this church, and you realize, oh, the music started. I hear some bass guitar. I think I'm going to start clapping. All right? Clapping your hands in a worship service is a moment that you can say, I've just stepped out of the boat. I'm in some new territory. It can also be shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. Believe it or not, there are people that have never opened their mouth up in the house of God. They come in. They sit down. They're quiet. They talk to their friend, but they never shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Not here at Covenant Church, but at other places. So my point is, let's do it right now. Everybody say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord, that sounds pretty good. All right. Another one that can be is lifting your hands in the sanctuary. Come on, everybody, lift your hands. If you have never lifted your hands in the house of God, Daddy, help me with where that scripture is. It's Psalms 134 verse 2. Put that on the board. It says, lift your hands in the sanctuary And bless the Lord. That can be your stepping out of the boat moment to say, you know what? I have never lifted my hands. But you know what? I hear some bass guitar over there, and it sounds pretty good. So I think I'm just going to lift my hands up. I don't know why I keep talking about the bass guitar. Your stepping out of the boat moment could be absolutely receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. That could be a moment that you say, I have absolutely gone from this circumstance and now I have received the gift of the Holy Spirit in my life and it has completely changed my life. If you have the courage right now to say that the Holy Spirit has changed your life, raise your hand. That's the stepping out of the boat moment. Whenever you have that stepping out of the boat moment, I can promise you, it changes your life for generations To generation to generation. All right, I'm going to quote some of my dearest friends that are here today. Your stepping out of the boat moment could be this, laying your crown down at the feet of Jesus for such a time as this. Casey Gidry, Fight Time 2024. She spoke that into this house, laying your crown down And if you weren't here, there's pictures you can find. I know that Kelly Romero has pictures on her phone where she had given everyone a crown and every one of these ladies began to come down and lay their crown down at the feet of Jesus. That was their stepping out of the boat moment. Your stepping out of the boat moment could be this, to hold fast to the promise of God. And when you have done all you can do to stand, you stand there for. That's Brad Guidry on a Wednesday night last year. He spoke. And he talked about holding fast. Yeah. That can be your stepping out of the boat moment. Yeah. So quickly, we have just gone so easily. Now clapping your hands is easy. Yeah. Now we're talking about holding fast. Yeah. Lifting your hands is easy. Now we're talking about laying our crowns down at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into this thing. Yeah. All right? Once you continue to go, you're going to also understand this. A stepping out of the boat moment could be this. This is Brush Driver. Having a fear of God. Because it is healthy for you to fear him. Understanding God's greatness is far bigger than what tempts you into sin. It is the fear of God that motivates every decision you make in life. Bryce Driver on a Wednesday night. Your stepping out of the boat moment could be joining forces with Covenant Church and fighting the spiritual war by praying for the lost in Rust, Texas. Going into the enemy's camp and taking back what has been stolen. Understanding that there are people who are tormented with sin and shame, but we will not cease fire at Covenant Church, but we will go out and rescue those who need to be nursed back to health. Pastor Jan Pate on a Sunday morning preaching about what's going on, Hamas, and, and over in Israel. In a, those are how those, the scriptures taking going into the enemy's camp and taking back what has been stolen how that applies to us today is joining forces yes. with Covenant Church and fighting the spiritual war by praying for the lost in Rust, Texas. Yes. Your stepping out of the boat moment can be just simply becoming continually better. Yes. wonder who said that one. <laughs> you can also say seeing miracle signs and wonders, yes. letting your light shine over your family's life, the light of Jesus equipping yourself with the understanding that it's a battle and doing everything you know to do to make this place a healthy church. Pastor Brienne Driver, that's her sermon series on Wednesday nights. I'm so thankful. She also said be it unto me at Five Time Conference 2024. She spoke about Mary whenever she became pregnant with the one and only true king, Jesus Christ, and how that began. And the archangel came to to Mary and began to tell her, and he's talking to a virgin, and she said, how can this be that I'm going to be pregnant? And the angel told her what was going to happen, and instead of her saying no, Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. That's what she spoke. And I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that. At those moments in your life when you don't always have faith, in those moments when you don't have faith, the one thing that you definitely have is you have words. You have words. You have words. Words that say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Words that say, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. It also says in here, That behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, and I mean nothing, shall by any means hurt you. When you don't always have faith, the very one thing that you do have is you have words. And it's those words that are everlasting. Everyone say this. Say, I do not live live by bread alone. alone. But I I live by every word. That proceeds proceeds. out of the mouth of God. God. Your stepping out of the boat moment can be so powerful. And everyone in this room, whether you're here for the first time or whether you've been here for 40 years, we've just gone through a list of things that you can accomplish in the spirit that takes you out of your current situation and, I promise you, puts you in a better situation. We can also, last but not least, bear with me on this one, we can go from being tore up from the floor up to being prayed up and drinking from the Master's Cup. Pastor Jeremy Driver, every time he speaks. Let's go. Now, he preached, he knows my favorite time of the year is the Master's. We have so many new people, but he spoke of eating and dining from the master's table and drinking from the master's cup. He said, those guys at the master's, they get this trophy that looks like a cup, you know, and it's great. But he put a picture on the wall, never forget, and it was this beautiful dining table from the king of kings and the lord of lords. He said, you may not win the master's tournament, but you can drink from the master's cup at the master's table. Tore up from the floor up. To being prayed up and drinking from the master's cup. Everybody say, I'm ready to step out of the boat. I'm ready to step out of the boat. This church has just given you, given you so many things that you can accomplish. If you have done every one of those things that I just said, there are going to be more things that are going to be spoken. There are going to be more things that are done. And if you'll just continue and continue and continue to march, like Jeremy said yesterday, last night, Continue to march forward. I promise you, I promise you, it will affect every aspect of your life, and it'll also affect the generation after you. Hallelujah. All right, everybody, say above, the water, above the, water. Between the water, between the water. There are people in this house, if you've already had your stepping out of the boat moment, but now you find yourself in a situation where you need to go between the water. You find yourself in a situation where I feel kind of at a place where I can't move forward, but it also feels like there's an enemy behind me that's chasing me, that's trying to destroy my life. Anybody who knows the story of Moses, Moses said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh was the bad guy, Moses was the good guy, and Moses went to Pharaoh and said, Let my people go. Now, when he said that, he wasn't talking about 300 people. He was talking about over a million people. And Pharaoh was building his kingdom with the Israelites, which were God's children. And God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go to to the Pharaoh. And I want you to say, let my people go. So in your walk with God, you've already escaped. The enemy's wrath. He's let you go because God made him. And all of a sudden, you find yourself escaping. And you've gotten yourself. Now, you're finding yourself at a place where the Israelites were. They had an ocean in front of them. And then they had an enemy that tried to double down and come back after them. They were in a place where they couldn't move forward. But they definitely Couldn't really go back because that was definite death and destruction. But the point is, yesterday, Jeremy spoke of it. The Israelites, they entertained. They went to Moses and said, why? Why did you bring us here to die? We could go back and at least have a grave in Egypt. That's when Moses stood up and said, see the salvation of the Lord. Arise, gather your stuff up because something is about to happen. And about that time, he took his staff, raised it over the water, and when he raised it over the water, the water separated, and they walked between the water. Go ahead yeah. oh, to get a drink. They walked between the water. So if you, if you find yourself, yeah, so you can drink water. <clears throat> if you find yourself in a situation where you find yourself right now, that if this hits home to you, You have escaped the enemy. You have not had to face the things that you used to have to face. You've been coming to this church for two years now. You've grasped the hold. But now you're realizing that you might be at a place where you need a miracle. You need a miracle to happen somewhere in your life, whether it's for you or whether it's for your loved one. But you absolutely need a miracle to take place in your life. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The man... And the woman that was following Moses, they might have been at the very, very, very back. But thank the Lord that they were following a man who carried a staff and carried a promise from God and raised that staff over that water where that water separated. Because once they walked through the water, the enemy then was released because God was holding the enemy back. The enemy was released to chase after The people that had just crossed through the water, they had walked through the water, and when they did, the Bible says that the water returned and it destroyed Pharaoh's army. All 600 chariots, all the spears, the shields, everything that the the enemy was trying to use to attack, and the point of that is to you, the enemy can never pass through your miracle. When you go through the water and you get to the other side, the enemy cannot pass through your miracle. And the very thing that's trying to keep you from going forward, you're just waiting on your miracle. Because once your miracle happens and you get through the other side, you can know that that enemy is destroyed. And the Bible says they never saw Pharaoh again. You're above the water. And now you're walking between the water. Uh-huh. I do believe that, that we have a pastor, Pastor Jeremy Driver, my father, both of those, even my, my, my granddad, Thomas, and the leaders. I can mention Uncle Steve. The leaders that are in this church, like I was saying, that guy that was in the very back, yeah. he needed to follow a man that carried a staff. Wow. Yeah. We have pastors in this place that carry a spiritual staff that will absolutely be used to work on your behalf if you'll hold fast if you stick to this place if you stay at covenant church you're following men that have a spiritual staff that will work on your behalf i can't imagine being that guy in the very back excuse <coughs> me being in the very back and all of a sudden i'm going i see water and I see Pharaoh, what's about to happen? And then all of a sudden to see that the wind starts picking up and you start seeing a path for you to move forward, I'm going to say, come on, baby, let's get the donkey. Let's get our stuff. Let's go this way. Come on, let's go. And I didn't have to do anything except just follow the leader. There are people in this house today, you just keep following the leadership of this church and I promise you it will work to your advantage and on your behalf. Amen? Our, our pastors carry a strong spiritual, spiritual staff. Everybody say this. Say, I'm ready for my miracle. miracle. Alright. Last but not least, under the water. It's very simple. In Acts chapter 22, verse, six, verse 16, it says, and now, why tarryest thou? The King James Version. Arise, And be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. If you have never been baptized, if you've never been baptized, if you have been baptized and you want to be re-baptized, I'm going to tell you the very simple story that everyone in this room has probably heard. But it's a powerful story. It's the story of the child that was instructed to not go into the cookie jar. And that child couldn't help it, but he had to get him some cookies because mom and daddy had walked away. and So he goes up there, reaches his hand in the cookie jar, and they're great, wonderful chocolate chip cookies. He begins to eat them, and he gets chocolate chip cookie all over his face. Uh-huh. But he's already consumed what cookies you know that he could, but the the, the the leftovers are still in his face. And all of a sudden, here comes mom and dad, and they go, Uh-oh, you didn't listen. I told you not to get in the cookie jar, but you did anyway. And the little boy says, Oh, I'm so Sorry. Mom and dad said, it's okay, I was a kid once, it's okay. And they forgive the child. But the facts of the matter are, the child still has cookie on its face. Until that child gets to the water and washes it off, it's going to be there. So Peter was saying, and why tarryest thou arise right now being baptized to wash away thy sins, calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. Here at Covenant Church, we can go under the water raise your hand if you've ever been baptized Amen. you have gone under the water yes. you've gone on top you've gone between and you've gone under yes. now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm, I'm gonna tell a couple of stories or at least one more story but I want David Clay to go ahead and come up but not the rest of the praise team go ahead and help me out BC with some light music behind when you go under the water washing away your sins I want to to open your I want to hopefully reveal something to you that we can do here. We've already been baptized, most of us in this room. There will be more that will get baptized tonight. But there are many things that we can continue to do here at Covenant Church. Jesus had told the disciples in Mark, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. All right? And in all of that, he says, you will be able to consume anything that is deadly and it will not harm you. Our understanding is going to be open right now. Covenant Church has the ability to consume the deadly sin in people's lives and it will not hurt the church. We've got the baptistry. We've got the name of Jesus. We've got the authority. And I'm going to tell you what he told them. He said, I've got to go away. Jesus told the disciples, I've got to go. And when I go... I'm going to give you authority, and you're not going to have to worry. So you have the authority in this place. You have the authority to go and get God's attention. The way you get God's attention is you go get the hurting. You go get the sinner, the messed up, the ones that are tore up. You bring them into this place because it gets God's attention when there's a room full of people where he can meet their need. When he can come in and meet their need, he just needs us to use the authority that he's already given us. The authority that he's given us gives us the the ability to proclaim forgiveness in the place. In Matthew, Jesus had already died on the cross. He was risen. In fact, I want you to go to that. Go to John chapter 20 verse 18. This is a little side note. Mary came and told the disciples that she had seen Jesus and that he and she and that he had spoken these things unto her. A little side note to the cove ladies. It was a woman that broke the news that Jesus had risen. It was a woman. So I don't want anybody to tell me that women don't have the ability to break the news. You can break the news. That Jesus is risen. And nobody can stop you from breaking that news. So everybody in this house, I want you to follow this. My favorite story in the Bible. Favorite. We have so much authority that we can walk in confidence that Jesus, put that 18, put 19 on the board. We're going to go through Uh, probably about five or six scriptures. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were, assembled for fear of the Jews. Now i got to put this into perspective for you. At this point in time, Jesus had already died. Mary had gone to check on the tomb. When she got there, Jesus wasn't there. So she had to go and break the news that Jesus had risen she had the, the breaking news one more drink sorry it's water <laughs> it's water so he <clears throat> so she goes to where many disciples were and they they were closed they were held up in a room in fear that they were going to be killed next because they had walked with Jesus they had been seen with Jesus they're in there they're terrified going what are we going to do now I don't know what we're going to do and they're just back and forth there's groaning and moaning there's no telling what's going on and the Bible says Jesus stood in the midst and said unto them peace he appeared without even opening the door he appeared into the room and the very first thing he offered the disciples was he said peace you have the authority when people walk into this house for you to proclaim peace over their life they need to feel that they are in a place of comfort they need to feel that they are in a place where they can feel the presence of God the very next thing he did go to number 20 20 and 20 and when he had said this he showed unto them his hands and his side he showed them the I'm Jesus. Because they were afraid. They they weren't used to seeing him in that glorified body where he had just appeared through the room and they said, Oh, and he began to show it's me. He gave them peace. Don't be afraid. If the Holy Spirit or someone speaking in a heavenly language, don't let that fear you. Let that attract you. Let that become to the point where you are realizing there's peace that comes. The Bible says that there. Uh, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. That's the first three. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. All right. Showed them his hands when they saw the Lord. Go to the next scripture. Jesus said, peace be unto you as my Father has sent me. The the next thing he did is he gave them purpose. He gave them purpose. He told them, he said, I'm going to go away, but the very works that I've been doing on this earth Now I give you the authority to do exactly what I was doing. Jesus brings a sense of love, joy, and peace that the world cannot offer. Therefore, when people, and there's testimonies in this house, when you've walked into this place, you said, man, I feel a love that I've never felt before. I feel a joy that I've never felt before. That's because Covenant Church has purpose. We have purpose to go into the enemy's camp and take back what has been stolen. The next thing He did is He gave them power. Acts 1 and 8, you don't have to put it on the board, but Acts 1 and 8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You receive so much power, power that the world doesn't even understand. But the thing is about that, once you receive it, it gives you the ability to not have to face the same things that they faced. Therefore, they see something in you that they don't have. And they also want to acquire something that they see in you. And so you can be a living testimony in people's life once you receive the power of the Holy Ghost. All right. And the last thing was, you can go to the next scripture. This is a little... It's in the King James Version, but just go with me on this. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Let me tell you what that means. We have the authority to proclaim forgiveness to people. That simply means that if you preach it and they receive it, it's done. You mean to tell me, Pastor Jeremy, if we pulled the video up last night, he called people up to the front, preached forgiveness, and then he spoke these words. He looked at every one of them and he said, Everyone in this room is forgiven. We have the ability to consume the deadly sin by proclaiming forgiveness over people's lives because we have the authority by the blood of Jesus to say, you are forgiven. And I tell Stu this, Stu, if you can forgive me, how much more can my heavenly Father forgive me? And I know Stu loves me so much. He can forgive me at the drop of a hat. How much more can my heavenly Father forgive me? Praise team can come on up. We're going to have a moment here where we're going to open the altars here in just one second. But I want to start off by saying I want my mom and dad to come right over here to this section right here. My mom and dad. I didn't tell them what we were going to be doing. <clears throat> if there's a situation in your life, I'll open it up in just a minute, but but we're going to set the stage. If you need to walk on top of this very thing that's trying to destroy your life, this area right here, my mother and dad are going to be praying for you. This is going to represent that you are walking above the water. You are stepping out with your eyes on Jesus, and you are going to walk on the very thing that's trying to destroy your life. I want my Uncle Steve and Aunt Pam to come here to the middle. My Uncle Steve has been healed. He's had miracles in his life. He's got faith. My Aunt Pam has faith. If you're in a situation where you feel that you are between an ocean and an army that's trying to destroy your life, and you need a miracle for God to open up a new path in your life, this area right here is going to be set for you to pray for your miracle to take place. <clears throat> and then, Pastor Jeremy and Bray, I want them to come right over here. The Spirit of the Lord has given them the authority the ability to consume the deadly sin Jesus told the disciples you can consume it y'all are prepared you're ready you can handle it you can come up to Pastor Jeremy and Bree with anything and you can begin to tell them if you're in a situation in your life where you need forgiveness and you need baptism you need the washing away and tonight we're going to be baptizing you want to come tell Pastor Jeremy and Bree this spoke to me I want to be baptized tonight or want to be rebaptized tonight. The three things that we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on above the water. We're going to focus on between the water. But there was one mistake that I made, and I didn't realize it until I got up there. It's not under the water. Put it up there. It's under the blood. We're above the water. We're between the water. But it's under the blood.